Damn, boy. That's a thick-ass boy. That's a thick-ass boy. Welcome to another episode of Between You and Me. The podcast. The podcast. The podcast. John. By myself, because I'm always with me, you feel me? You can't mm-hmm. be not with yourself. Yes, it'd be weird if you weren't with yourself. You feel me? Because you'd be dead. Yes. Because your soul leaves your body and it goes into a higher plane of existence. But I'm joined by Mark Anthony. Towns. Yes, once again, another episode with Mark Anthony Towns. Oh, or Mark or Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I or Demarcus some, Cousins. Some new people that have the name Mark and they don't know. Yeah, you know a lot of people who have the name Mark in it. I cycle you also know me, whose name is Mark Dixon, who doesn't have any other names at all. But it sounds cool. Yeah, it does. It does. I'll admit that. I enjoy it. Who I else is here? Michael Scar! Just Michael. Michael Myers! Ah! Holy shit, Michael Myers right here? Oh, you're talking to me now. Scary. <laughs> yeah, I'll- Okay. Well, since it's almost October, we could go scary guy. Yeah. We could go scary guy. But, okay, anyway, whatever. Today, Today. we're going to be talking about some things, man. Yes, what things are we going to be talking about? But I kind of wonder, when you when you hold scissors, do you still hold it the way you were taught in school? I always have my pinky out. Give me pinky like, out. Like two, oh. and I'll be like... Oh, no, I hold them the way I was he's, taught in school. It's fancy. So why don't we just undo, because uh, I guess you'd look like a murderer otherwise. Yes. Well, you want people to hold it like. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. Um, they taught us the right way. I think they taught us the right way. I think so. Thank you, Glassboro High School, for teaching us how to hold a pair of scissors. Anyway. Teaching us anything else you failed at, but teaching us how to hold a pair of scissors, at least you were able to get across. Yes, exactly, oh. exactly. So, um, 2019 um, is coming to an end. As, it is indeed. As y'all know. But it's kind of go- coming to an end with a bit of a bang when it comes to the cinemas. Yes, I think the I think this year started off like a lion, like really big, a lot of exciting movies. Somewhere kind of got a little, uh, kind of a little, little bit, and now I think that the end of the year is coming up. There are a few exciting movies coming. I completely agree, and I'm I'm excited about it. And like even if it's like at least like once a month, we're gonna right now we're gonna review the trailers that we personally uh, are excited about that the movies are coming out relatively soon. Yes. Um, so like once a month, we're probably going to review movies that are coming out soon and kind of give our bum reviews because we just regular ass niggas at the end of the day. You we are I mean? very regular. You the most regular. Some might say basic. Based oh wow, come on, <laughs> pumpkin latte, bro. That's basic. Yes, I think we might be pumpkin latte. The pumpkin lattes of niggas, honestly. I think I'm a pretty swell fellow if you get to know me. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear, we're going to be reviewing the previews. Yes, yes. So we're going to be reviewing how excited the preview made us for the movie in question. Exactly. And like what we thought they did well and stuff and uh, why we're excited about the movie and stuff. So like, like we said, so Mark said that the year started off with a kind of a bang. But it's been a bit of a lull over the past couple of months, if I may say so myself. Yeah, there have been a number of like remakes and things like that that haven't really gathered our attention as well exactly. as some of those things might. But there are several movies that gathered our attention. And I'm going to start off, I'm going to toss it to you, Michael. What movie, sir? So we looked at 
for me, The Rise of Skywalker, the uh, ninth episode in the Star Wars franchise and the, the last com- one of this saga. Yes, the completely uncontroversial Star Wars franchise and sagas. <laughs> Listen, don't don't start throwing shade at Every, Star Wars. No, 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 I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying they are objectively controversial because everybody has an opinion. Absolutely, and that's why it's the perfect thing to review. Mm-hmm. So for this specific one, I mean, it kind of looks like Rey is finally... Uh, honing her powers with the force it looks like she's ready to take on kylo ren for the last time which obviously i'm excited for having been a fan of the last two chapters of the saga and of course at the very end you hear emperor palpatine's laugh who has uh, supposedly been killed in episode six uh return of the jedi so what part he plays in this saga i'm excited for personally that might be the most exciting part which is probably why they put it at the very end of the trailer i know mark's not really a huge fan of star wars i don't really know what your input is on that i have a lot of opinions about star wars Uh, like i could like i wouldn't say we're talking about the trailer for this I, i still i still have very strong opinions about things um I'm for one. I'm very curious to figure out how they like managed to weave Palpatine in there. There's been three movies and a lot of time that's passed between uh, this this one coming up and the sixth one. So I'm really curious as to like how they somehow go about like making it seem as though I don't know his he had, he has an impact on this. Like it's clear that this will be he will be very important in it, but it's just. I, want, I wonder how much of it seems fan servicey and how much of it's like, oh, this is a really good idea that you guys have. Honestly, I want to take the time that I have to address Star Wars fans. Okay. What you may or may not know about me is that I have not seen a lick. But that's cool. Of Star Wars. And I know a lot of Star Wars fans are not cool with that, but that's cool. But see that, and thank you, Michael, because every time. Oh, this is refreshing, like some sprites. <laughs> Dear God, because every time I come in contact with a Star Wars fan, why you haven't seen Star Wars? You must watch four, five, and six, and then one, two, three, in order to get the twelve thousand. Maybe I don't watch Star Wars because that means I'll have to interact with you more. Like, and that's the thing. Like, if if you had more of a Michael's reaction, that would encourage me to actually want to seek and watch it. Well, it's cool. Like, for me, who, like, needs to, in order to watch a show, I need, like, six seasons of the show. And, like, they have to be 22-episode-long seasons and an hour long each in order for me to even consider starting the show. It's like, Star Wars has, for someone who hasn't seen a lick of it, has eight movies across 40 years. It's like, and... Who gives a fuck whether you start four, five, six, one, two, three? You are going to have like an excellent story Major to fact. see, and, and it will take so much time. It's like imagine like, well, I have a day or a weekend where I don't have shit to do. It's like you have the choice to embark on that journey if you want to, and fuck it, if you wait another five years, I'm sure there will be another trilogy there, that you could include. There definitely will be. Yes. Especially with Disney front-running it. Also, about Star Wars, I feel like a lot of the reasons that people have such varied opinions about, like, a lot of things that come out kind of come from the way that they watch them. Because, like Michael was saying, you go to watch four, five, six, and then one, two, three, or one, two, three, four, five, six. And, well, there are a lot of, like, different fans that have joined this fandom over the period of time. And so everyone has different opinions, different entry points, and everyone holds different things dear about this franchise. That's facts. 
so for the trailer I chose, I decided to go with um, the Joker trailer. I heard a lot of people were really interested in watching this movie, and I, for one, am also pretty interested um, in seeing it. It's coming out October 4th, and I like that they seem to be giving a background to this character that in comic books hasn't really had a background, really. Uh, he's always been Batman's like arch enemy, his villain, but it's not it's rare that you actually get to see at least for joker like the person who's behind the mask there um i know a lot of people are really interested a lot of people are really big fans of joker like as a villain um but this is the first time we're seeing this background story the only thing that i worry about with a little bit is sometimes i wonder if part of what made the character as good and as interesting as he was was the fact that you never got the background story you could always kind of imagine that he was obviously had an abusive like childhood growing up but like that that much was clear from different forms of media and comic books but this was the first time you're getting anything concrete and i wonder if that'll kind of ruin some of the interest that he garners as a human being and a character um i wonder if we have to worry about whether or not that'll be lost but I'm really interested to see the movie. I also don't want them to like, uh, from the way the movie looks, it kind of seems as though they're gonna make him not an anti-hero, but they definitely want, he's the main character. Uh, even though he's not a good guy, he's still the protagonist. And I don't want anyone to like lose sight of like who he is as a character. Cause like, I don't want him, I don't want the same type of thing to happen with the Avengers, like Infinity War, where everyone's like, Thanos did nothing wrong. Like uh, Thanos did plenty of things wrong. The Joker is not a good guy in this because he's the protagonist. Um, I don't want anyone to get that confused. He might be more relatable by the end of it, but that doesn't make him a good guy. I highly like the color uh, concept that they use for it, like the the bright colors that they use in the trailer mm -hmm. kind of just set it off for me. And this is like one of those movies that like if you're a diehard Joker fan, you gotta not prepare for, but you're gonna feel inclined to watch the other Joker movies. So that way, when this movie comes, they're like, oh, how did Joaquin Phoenix compare against Heath Ledger? Right, or, right. Uh, Jared Leno, I need to know. Because you already know niggas like to compare other people to others. And I kind of <clears throat> appreciate how they took the Joker's uh, essence and made it their own. Right. Because when you're an actor, you, you figure out a way to make the character your own and not... And that's how you should look at it as a fan is how did how does Joaquin Phoenix make the Joker different from how Heath Ledger made it or Jerry Leno? Like don't compare the the roles to each other, but compare how their methods mm -hmm. to each other. But it looks like a dope movie. Yeah, I mean we've had a lot of different renditions of the Joker kind of come out really close together. I mean in our lifetime we've seen at least three Jokers, so I think that it's natural that people want to compare them like that, um, but I also agree, you're right, it's more about getting the essence of the character on some form of media, being able to see it and being able to say, okay, based on what the writers had in the original comics and stuff like that, do I feel like this makes sense and does this expand upon the character? Or, I mean, if you're doing your own specific rendition, you can do that too. It doesn't necessarily have to be too, like, concrete the way that you're going to act. Thanks. And I'm not the biggest fan of like dc or like really like the joe like i i appreciate it but like i'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it but this is something i'm definitely gonna watch just because like the trailer captured my attention because it's like kind of know that the joker had a rough time growing up and how does he deal with it and like I do want to see if they're going to make him an anti-hero or what. Yeah, they definitely seem to be moving towards the idea that society, quote unquote, society, 
uh, is what kind of made this villain. Um, at least it seems to be clear from like the trailers and stuff like that. Like there, there's there's clearly a good a good amount of like um, psychological issues and battles that he's dealing with. But it also seems clear that um, society definitely did nothing to help right, these things to make it any easier for him. Um, so it, it's interesting to see what type of um, stances and what type of like commentary they're trying they're going to be trying to really make about uh, just society in general. Yeah. I think that'll be something interesting to look at at society as being a character outside of Joker just being a character as well. Right. So that one part where he was on the bus, you know when you're on the bus and little kids awkwardly just staring at you, you don't know what else to do. It's like fuck it, I'll make a face. Make the little and, and the kid was smiling, the black hole was like, Stop bothering my child. Uh, can we please act like children don't do anything but bother people? You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Don't 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 do that to me. Nigga, he was looking at me in an awkward way. Yeah. Jeez, God. I just had to make a face, so I'm not uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't do that. Yeah, why don't you t- keep your kids googly eyes staring straight forward instead mm-hmm. of turning around looking at me? You know what I'm God. saying? <laughs> but yeah, like, you're right. Society does shape in a big way who you end up being, who becoming. So how is Joker going to turn out? Well, uh, spoiler kind of alert, I don't out. think it's going to be great. Oh, we know. I mean, like, it's like more of a, like a rhetorical. I, you know, as far as the actual trailer, it's captivating. I saw myself wanting to know more about a villain that, quite frankly, I before this, I didn't really care about. Right. Um, for anyone who knows me, I'm not a fan of like, the Batman series universe, anything of that nature. Um... But that was really cool in a way that's much different than what I've seen what with Jared Leto or Heath Ledger Jack um, it's a lot of them yeah. there's a lot the question becomes like are they trying to justify a bad person's behavior by showing me what he was like before whatever trauma happened to him because let me just say bad things happen to people all the time that doesn't turn them into a bad person it's, it's like they're, I don't want them to frame it as if it's like a society did this to him but like it's also a choice that you make as a person like I said before the people have people have watched Infinity War and said Thanos have done nothing wrong I think people when they find a character too relatable they start to like completely like forgive things that the character has done that's legitimately not a good thing like no, nothing about this movie should change the fact that the Joker is, you know, a monster. Yeah, he's definitely he's a he's not a human being that is I, a good person. I also love the idea that they make that, that they're making more layered characters now. They're multifaceted. They're not like the run of the mill bad guy who's like I love doing bad things because they're bad. Blah 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 blah. But because sometimes they genuinely see like a good notion in what they're doing like i think i'm saving the world by doing this it's just like because you're seeing it from a protagonist standpoint you can see like well it's gonna ruin the world if you do that but the villain can't see that it's almost like sometimes i think of team rocket from pokemon like jesse and james they're fucking hilarious they're not like a one-layered villain who just likes to do bad things they end up saving everyone and 
what, I don't remember which movie it was. I think it was Pokemon 2000. But it's like, they're capable of doing good things. They're funny. They, they are redeemable. People aren't just black and white. Obviously it's important to well, hold then... people accountable for the bad things that they do, mm -hmm. but people aren't just good or bad. It's like people do good and bad things. Yeah, but just because you can relate to the character and they seem like they're cool in this one moment doesn't mean that they're a good person. Yeah, you know? but what, like, that doesn't... who are you to decide what makes a person good or bad? Uh, when they start killing people. That's about the time that I say, like once once you start being the Joker and start like taking cities captive, I think I, I, think I draw the, a, a pretty strong line somewhere before that. So we're before that, like, see, no, I, no, I can't. I'm not gonna say I can split hairs, but I can know like, it what ain't and what it is and what it ain't. I agree. You definitely gotta be able to differentiate between, you know, he a dickhead, mm. but then you're like, all right, I fuck with him for being a dick. Like, you know that he's a bad person, but you're still, you still have the ability to like the character. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think that kind of comes into a lot of like Breaking Bad, like Walter White stuff, where you think about that, like that character. If you're looking objectively at the character, that is a bad person. Facts, <laughs> He's a bad facts, guy. He does a lot of things, and you're presented them. You're presented to those things as them being good because you're watching the show and the protagonist, and they're very relatable. But it doesn't stop it. It's like these. This is these are not okay. So then, what are your like opinions on like Prince Zuko from Avatar, who killed people, burned down villages, held people hostage because he thought he was doing something that was good for himself, and then like, Did, turns up being but, a uh, hero? That, but there's a difference between that and the Joker. The Joker just does it because he does it. Like that's. But, he, you, but do you but, know that? Yes, I know that. I've read enough about the Joker to know the Joker just does things because he's the Joker. Do you think this movie's gonna try and change that direction? I think it can change where it came from. I can I think it can change the start of it, but it doesn't change the fact that he did it. Like Hitler's still Hitler, regardless of what Hitler thought he was doing. Like and so Zuko still did all those things, but he's a revered character. Yes, that, it doesn't make him a good person. Yeah, it also makes him. It, all, it also doesn't. Not only does it not make him a good person, it also makes him a child. He's a kid. Not at the end of the day, if you have the ability to change, that's also important. But society doesn't always give everyone a chance to change. Society doesn't always give someone. What a is chance it? The Woodsman? What's that movie? Kevin Bacon or whatever. The Woodsman. Footloose, nigga. <laughs> no, not Footloose. It's the one where he was like a child predator, and he gets released, and everyone kind of like doesn't really let him show that he's reformed because they already have this notion about what he is and what he does and it's like and all he's trying to do the entire movie is like i'm just trying to start my life again you know it's like something st stuff of that nature i think people are just really risk averse when it comes to all that stuff like like you can you can say like oh they should give him a chance but if you gave him a chance and he happened to do something all anyone would say is wow you should have seen that coming and then you're like, well, you have literally no pity from anyone and you just got screwed. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's like, I think I think people are just prone to being risk averse when it comes to these things. Like, oh, uh, there's anything that could be scary or uh, uncomfortable about something, I'm just gonna avoid it altogether. And um, you did bring up something. We were on the fence about mentioning this, but I'm glad you did, but you brought up Walter White. We were, we were hitting too close to it. We're, you were mm. hitting too close for me to not bring up but Walter White, like, Walter White was someone that you rooted for in the beginning, but as a show went on, you're like, wow, this guy's a dick. But, fucking, did, did y'all see the trailer for El Camino? No, I have not. Oh, dear God, it's a, okay, I'm gonna I'm a breeze past it real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna try it, but pretty much, um... Also, no, I've never seen Breaking Bad, so... Fair, It's not fair, gonna mean fair. much to me. 
very fair. So, like, El Camino, pretty much, from what I can see from the trailer, is that it ties up any loose ends that you might have because of the way the show ended. I don't know if you ever plan on watching, you don't ever plan on it. So, pretty much at the end, Walter White dies. He gets he gets shot up by the DEA, by, by the police, because finally all the bad deeds that he has done caught up to him. He's, he's done, though. He kind of sees, he already knows he's going to die either way from cancer or whatever. But Jesse Pinkman ends up escaping from, if you decide to watch it, he ends up escaping because he was forced to do things that he didn't want to do. But he ends up escaping. And then, like, that's how the show pretty much ends. You see Walter White presumably dying, and then you see Jesse Pinkman escaping from the compound which he was on. But then the show, and you're like, whoa, what? What the? F- where the fuck is Jesse? What happened to him? Then you, and then they're like, they break it back. They're like, Let, we hear you, we hear you. It's been a few years. We hear you. Let's make a fucking Netflix movie and tie up any loose ends that we might have. And oh my god, I told my I can't, I can't wait till you see this movie in the video. Oh my god, it's gonna be so There's great. There's no way I can hate this movie. Yep, that's, that's just no that's what they always said. I, I remember people saying that about the new Star Wars movies. I remember people saying that about the wow. last season of Game of Thrones. Tim, people, I hey, think there's a way people will find Tim, Tim and I, are, we, our bodies are not ready for this. Okay. Our bodies are not. Like, this is going to be a lit-ass movie. But the movie that I'm looking forward to that's not Breaking Bad is, I feel like it's a movie that really doesn't, hasn't had much recognition. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have, if I didn't go. I don't even know what movie you're talking about. We saw Ready or Not, right? That's Yes. We saw that and we got there a little bit early and we saw the trailers for this movie, but it kind of piqued my interest. It's called Lighthouse. And the reason why that I liked Lighthouse, because I think Michael might agree with me. I don't know about Mark. Mark didn't seem too appealed by it. But the reason why I liked Lighthouse so much is because it had like a film noir uh, aesthetic to it. It like it looked like I was watching something classic, like exactly. like Psycho or Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, you. something thank like you. that. It was simple in nature, but it was still like high def, like you would find it from today's classification of major facts. And not to go on like a history uh, uh, rant, but if you don't know what the term film noir means, it's pretty much French for black film. So back during one of the World Wars, I forget which, I think it was like World War Two. Pretty much, the French didn't have access to um, American movies. So after the war was over, they noticed that the movies were getting a little bit darker from the last time they saw it. I'm like, damn, them niggas got dark over the years. Then they coined the phrase film noir, meaning black film. So that's when film is shot in black and white, which if you haven't guessed by now, Lighthouse is shot in black and white. And plus, the, the other thing I like besides the film noir aspect of it is the fact it doesn't give you the whole story, the whole plot in the two minutes. Like some trailers give you like the whole story. You're like, okay, yeah. well, I don't need to watch it anymore. I have no idea what's supposed to happen. All I know is that two motherfuckers seem like they're trapped in the White House together. Yeah. I mean, and I'm... that they lose their shit. And it seems awesome. I've heard you guys and other people say like, wow, after watching that trailer, this seems really cool, really interesting. I don't know if I get it. I'm like, like it seems like it existed. I watched the trailer and I was like, hmm. I don't Are really have really strong opinions that either way. Not, I mean, I guess as much as I am interested in anything that happens in a trailer that I see in front of me. Uh, but I guess I wasn't really looking at it the same way you guys were. I wasn't like seeing like 
the noir aspects and other things like that. I was kind of like, oh, these are two guys in the lighthouse talking. Fair, but it cool. also seems like abstract in a way too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you unique. Like, dude, it seems like there's going to be some twists and turns that we might not expect within this movie. But that's just me. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But like, from the trailer that I saw in the theaters, as well as the uh, trailer that we peeped before this episode, like, I'm genuinely excited for. It. Even if like it's just me and Michael watching the shit, because I feel like not a lot of people know that this movie's coming out. Anyone who watches between you and me, podcast. That's also facts. And if you're curious, uh, Lighthouse is scheduled to release October 18th. Yeah, so so my, so my the Joker comes out um, October 4th, yep. and two weeks later than Lighthouse, and then around Christmas time, Star Wars will be coming out. So It's an exciting time for movies. Like you said, it's almost like a sandwich. You feel me? Like, yep. beginning of the year, lit-ass movies. Then you kind of get the boring movies mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the middle. But then 2019 is going to be ending with a bang and 2020 is going to be even litter i'm pretty sure i think 2020 i'd have to fact check it but i'm pretty sure they're making a rugrats movie oh what of course they are of course why not i sure hope so i mean dora was apparently amazing so why not rugrats see exactly so like it's almost like i don't want to say it's an exciting uh, time for movies because there's, there's a lot of remakes. I mean, it's a exciting time to remake things that you've seen before. Exactly. Facts. So, like, nostalgia is at an all-time high. But that does it for... Unless y'all, y'all have anything else to say? No, no, I think we're good. Y'all chilling? All right, well, that does it for... Sorry, I got heartburn, but try it again. Okay, here we go. That... <laughs> All right, fourth time's the charm. You got it this time, Elijah. That does it for another episode of Between You and Me. It has been a blast. You can follow us on, uh, at this point, Facebook. We have a Facebook fan page, so just uh, type in Between You and Me. It will pop up, give us a follow, and we'll be more active on that. Also, we're still in the... We might just have to make a new Twitter at this point. Yeah, maybe this... Maybe between you and me, three, like the P. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. For, for, <laughs> we might have to keep going. We might have to keep figuring out. Those things. So we're going to have to probably make a new Twitter. Um, and also, if you want to listen to us on any other streaming platform, we're on Spotify, iTunes, really any major listening platform that you can think of. That's not SoundCloud. That's not SoundCloud because SoundCloud trying to have niggas pay. And the way our bank account, especially my bank account, is set up. I, no. So, one day we'll be able to, but thank you for listening, and look, you have yourselves a great rest of your week, and we will be in your ears at, at some point in time. Yes, don't give specific days, but someday we will be exactly. in your ear. We like to kind of spot place. Yeah, sometimes you're just sitting around, I could really go with a Between You and Me episode right now, and bop, exactly. right in front of your face, exactly. bop, exactly. Between You and Me. So, you know what I'm saying? Be on your P's and Q's like fucking little Uzi Vert. You feel me? Mm -hmm. We're out.